Yeah. Are your customers like receptive when they get a proper like to, half and half? We need to do a better a better job. Eh? Of, uh, Some are be like, "Yo, what's with all the foam, bro?" Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, important. and I'm like, ah, oh, you gotta understand you that this is kind of yeah. Yeah, they are pricey right oh, now. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! The, when the box came, it looked like it got kicked over the Atlantic. Like from <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, like no people definitely are always just like, ah, oh, I'm sorry, but where's the beer? And I'm like. Yeah, it's like, I don't know how to not be a dick right you now. You got some present beer Ooh. and some future beer. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I just, yeah. Checking account, 401k. You can go <laughs> ahead and say that to them, but they don't give a fuck. I, that's the only reason I was, I tried to buy Teresa one, and she was just like, I think next year. <laughs> and I was like, why? Well, I, like, I just, I just, I just don't have it in me this year to explain it to people. And I was like, all right, okay, I can't right. deal with the headache of people right. just being like, ah, really this. Where's my beer? To explain, I think a lot of people no, are no, it. no, no, no. Most people they're are fine with it. With the fancy taps, like, oh, they're from the Czech Republic, and that's how lager is supposed to be poured. And they're like, that's so cool. That like, speaks so highly of the I, relationship you got, y'all built with your people. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, I think probably with anything. Most of it's positive, but there's two fucks oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that brought it up to me. How come you guys don't make a brown ale? Yeah. <laughs> I think we've uh, we've now 86 to 45% of our fucks, so oh. we're getting close. We're getting close. 55% more. I mean, generally, I, we I try not to... Well, uh, for some reason, I thought that was also speaking of swearing, which you can do, which we've been doing. Yeah. I know that also isn't as helpful, I guess, in terms of, like, reaching audiences. Like, or, well, that's more if you're in the ad game. If you're, like, trying to get ads, you can't curse, I guess, supposedly. Which we could talk about that. <laughs> right. As we get into this. Isn't we, that? We did, we did a reel promoting something. And oh, right. I had. No, 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 no. We can get into it now. I'd, I hit I'd record. Run it, I'd run it by. Much like I do to everyone. <laughs> I hit record without another, telling anyone. Another business owner that I'm personally very good friends with. Like, hey, what do you think of this? And the response was not as glowing as we were laughing our asses off. We thought it was really we funny. We thought it was the funniest thing ever. That person found it pretty offensive. Wow. So, okay. So, I think I misunderstood it. So, you were just reaching out to see what someone thought. It wasn't someone reached out to you and be like, oh, no, I can't no, believe correct. you did that. Correct. Okay. No, no, no. I, I just said, hey, wanna, just take a look at this. Tell me what you think. Um, it's getting so many views. It probably is. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, but it, there, was I, I need F, there was like an F-bomb sort of in the middle of it. And Wait, yeah. that was that was what upset the apple cart for that delicate natured person no it was they didn't get upset it was more him running a by but like is this a best business practice and, kind and, of in a way and her her answer was like i don't think dropping an f-bomb in the middle of something you're trying to trying to promote is necessarily the best way to do it across the broad scope of customers and you know, she's right she's 100 percent right and oh, what's wow. what's weird though is that I, I would agree with it and the reason why i agree with it is where i think you could make it funnier I is if, if you bleeped, bleeped over it, bleeped which is fun. For some reason, that's funny. And I don't know okay. why it's funnier, but I think it's literally just hearing the sound and not actually hearing someone say the word. For I, I don't know. It makes but me I, giggle I, I sometimes. Take this person's advice and opinion. Highly. Very, very, very highly. Very successful business. I need to diversify the people I get advice from, I think. I really? I'm a, <laughs> yeah. To, to super conservative, super liberal. Like, I talk to everybody, to, and, and I then try to take, you know, the take the average the mean of that if you will and 
I'm an agnostic, dual income, no kids, New York City resident. <laughs> and I have to say, the last time said somebody said something that offended me might have been right now, just when you said F-bomb. And just <laughs> <laughs> that lit my ears on fire. Like, oh, what a disgusting phrase. Just, that see, was just see the, but that, that just was see the goddamn word. To me. That was how it okay. was phrased to me. Like, it was a direct quote. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, you didn't um, say the F, F word. You just were quoting somebody else. The word fuck is an adjective to me. It is used as a as a it's beautiful as a modifier. It, it, adds, times a it adds the emphasis to a lot of things. It's weird. All right. Anyways, I, what I should do because you guys are all welcome to the Liquid People uh, oh, podcast. We're no, we 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 started. Did you recording get it when again. I said my social security number earlier? I <laughs> didn't get that part. The other person that's asking about his social security number is Dan Bronson, general manager of Single Cut, and I I believe when I met you. Mm-hmm. You were not general manager. You, I met you in the offices of Serene. In was it in? Do they have they have offices in Astoria? Is where it was. Uh, yeah, it could, it could have been. Yeah, I, that's I, what I remember. I just like I have this weird pictured memory. Of, I've like, had one job title at the company, but it has been a long time for sure. I've I've been in my role for. You've been general uh, manager this entire time. Seven years this month. No fucking way. Oh, yeah. Wow. No. No f bomb way. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that to me now. Congratulations. Um, yeah, it's been it's been seven fucking years, which is a, a long, long time. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I've been uh, been there. Uh, I, I helped out a little bit right at the beginning. We're having our ten year anniversary actually this year. Um, we're gonna celebrate it in May, but it's in December. Um, <laughs> right. I also have a winter birthday. Do you? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> why? You know is what it, I mean? Why? Well, because like I have a are, May birthday, so I don't know what it's. Uh, I can't so relate to your you. whole life is just. Uh, I can't relate. Gilded. To you. <laughs> my yeah. brother's birthday three days after Christmas. He was always so pissed because I'm a July birthday. It's my a brother is. Kind my of brother is six yeah. days before, and I'm I'm seven days after. So yeah, like a lot of combo gifts. I Nobody likes say, that. Yeah. <laughs> The worst is when you get Here's a your Christmas and birthday gift. Like, oh, thanks, Grandma. It's like I know, F- you. I know, Grandma. If I was really good this year, I would have gotten the Super Nintendo. But calling it me and my brother's combo Christmas and birthdays gift <laughs> is is a value I cannot abide. I guess going back to what we were saying earlier about uh, swe- fuck off, Grandma. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. what is that about, right? Yeah, Grandma. <laughs> Fixed income, air quotes. <laughs> Social Security check. Yeah. Anyways, which, which my, they're yeah. increasing is what I, I, I think it I read is. in biggest, the news. Biggest in 40 years. Yeah. My brother, uh, my brother, 12 cents. Yeah, my brother, cool. he, he chose his deal, wedding man. date two two days after his birthday, and I was like, man, what are you doing? You're you an know? idiot. And and no, she said they're not gonna combine. I'm like, 10 years in, they're gonna start combining. I would just yeah, say you're this gonna is, you're gonna yeah. figure out what's the <laughs> the path of least resistance, and that's it. We're gonna combine the both. Well, of I can these. write one check instead of two. I'm writing one. The effort to screw over children at Christmas is I'm, not I'm, being lost on me. The The price of a PlayStation 5 goes up by 20%, but Social Security checks go up by 12%. That's some Krampus shit going on there. Just guaranteeing children will still be disappointed. Grandma will not deliver under the Christmas tree. But, uh, yeah, 10 years. Well, 10 years, cut in, wrong, in, in December. <laughs> hey, I'm not touching. I'm not touching yeah, anymore. let's not. Not touching what? Anyway, so I just... It's <laughs> We're gonna have to edit the fuck out of this thing. No, 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 no. That's that's all good. That's all good. I actually I, I enjoyed all of that. Um, but yeah, I, I I almost wanted to kind of continue the conversation we we're having. I cut it off by actually doing the intro. Um, but yeah, so no, ten years and really, what brings you up here though? Because you're you you you've been a busy guy, which I know we we, we talked about a little. That uh, it took a little bit of uh, 
couple reschedules, which is fine. You're a busy guy. You guys are opening up a new spot. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have our our third place opening up in uh, in Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you for that. Um, Man, just, what, how do I pronounce the, this town? Oh yeah, the classic. It's, Manlius. It's Manlius, New York. Is it Manlius? Yeah. I don't wow. know the okay, etymology so that of Manlius, but that hasn't gotten like you know social media up in like Manly. Like it's almost close to Manliest, and yeah. I almost feel like I would just call it that. Yeah. It's the manliest fucking town going. But then, like, does that then get kind of the fire, like, the the outrage of Twitter being That's like, what excuse you want. me. That's what you but want. But, like, yeah, okay. Somebody has definitely Bring made it. a low-effort T-shirt saying the manliest <laughs> town around for, for certain. But, yeah, so you guys are opening up a new spot, and, yeah. and, and it's kind of what brings you up from the city yeah, to so our I, neck of the woods. Right? Yeah, I get, a, I get to see all of beautiful Actual New York woods. State. Yeah, I mean, especially today, man. I mean, at sixty-five miles an hour. I'm a <laughs> yeah. We we bush it. We go seventy-two. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a Southern California kid originally, so like the weather That's is beautiful. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, the, you're from San Diego. Yeah, right? but the okay. weather never changes. So this is the time, even though it's been my whole adult lifetime has been here. This is that beautiful moment where I get to appreciate the things that get taken for granted. Because have you the trees? There's leaves and there's multiple colors. They're great. Listen, they're great, and 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 this is the thing. Dude, so when not, I don't when, overthink the, it, the view, dude. When I went to, from our tap room right now, you've got all the colors out it's there. It's beautiful out there. I mean, when I went to college, I went to college in Plattsburgh, and so we had people that came from Long Island, and it's just really funny because you just literally just confirmed, solidified what all like the stereotype of what all of those kind of projected to me, which was. Oh fuck! You guys have trees up here. Yeah, we got. So it's just funny. Trees, that you yeah. <laughs> There's somewhere for your dog to go to the bathroom. Yeah, we take for granted like, like this. There's grass everywhere. There's grass everywhere yeah. and everything, and I'm like, oh, I forget that you don't you don't know that lifestyle. I don't know that lifestyle. Trees are still quite foreign to me. Yeah. You have a house up here though, don't you? I don't. No, my house is is the hotel that's on the other side of the highway from here. You're not are rolling you, in money. Are you serious? Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought you had a house like up. Someplace in the Clifton Park area. I don't, why did I know? Why did I think that? Well, because that would be the smart thing should to do. You? Yeah, and should I haven't you? done that. No, uh, no. My wife is born and raised Queens. She's OG Queens. She's never lived a day in her life outside of the borough of Queens. Jackson Heights represent for <laughs> like she'll fight you if you for, talk bad for, about the Mets. She won't fight you if you talk bad about the Mets. She will make an eternal never leaving ledger in her mind and just remember that you did it so that one opportunity she has it's not a punch it's just it's just a push over the ledge she's gonna she's gonna hold that and it's just a tiny push closer and closer right that's right so but she is a mets fan like he like just guessed that right off the bat i know but like i she's right down the road she'll she rides for the mets i ride for mets too but this is also a very rare celebratory that was a tough week for me. Tough week. At home? Pods and Mets. Tough week. Sure. Just in uh, general. I was very conflicted. I, I, at the same time, I didn't lose. I was going to win no matter what, so that's nice. But I also was going to lose no matter what, and that wasn't quite as nice. You asshole. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I also don't care. I don't. I we There's another podcast we did. I went on a fucking rant about how much I hate baseball. But. Did you guys see how, uh, how Polar Bear got uh, owned on Cameo? Somebody like two months ago. Well, actually, a friend got owned. Who is that? Pete Alonzo. Plays for the Mets. Don't even know who that is. So somebody, Don't know any of these somebody on Cameo, like he, they, he's on Cameo because he's still like on rookie salary. And <laughs> <laughs> so, so even though he, he made more money, the year he won the home run derby, derby, he made more money from winning the home run derby than he's made in his career. Oh. 
<laughs> He's got to buy his own bats. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, so somebody somebody paid him three hundred fifty dollars on Cameo to send to their friend a Mets fan. They're a Padre fan. They paid Pete Alonso. Hi, my name is Pete Alonso for the New York Mets. And if you if you're watching this, you just lost to the or you just lost to the Padres. And and the Pete Alonso didn't like hear it in his head of like that this guy's you gonna use this two months later right. to slow burn his friend and like give it to him right after the Padres beat. Him. Oh, <laughs> but like also, don't you have to give some credit? Like even being polar bear, why polar bear? I don't know. Okay, uh, but yeah, like he, he's I, not I, a chubby I, man, giant, giant white guy. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. not easy. Does he live in the cult? Did, like uh, anyway, but like so like does he? He only eats seal. <laughs> from Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I I mean, like, don't you, as Pete Alonso or Polar Bear, uh, like, don't you got to give some credit? Like, nah, that's that was good. Like, <laughs> like that was that was that was a, that was a, that was a long play. And that's great. That's that's some. Good he paid movie. his rent with that. He does not care. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> uh-uh. No. Um. But all right. So, anyways, Dan. So you guys are so so. Uh, opening up in uh, well, it's it's a two hundred year old barn, two hundred three year old barn. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Now I'm getting corrected. I'm yeah. trying to read let's, an article let's, and get on, things let's, right. Let's Jesus, keep those numbers I right. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Um, so also a new experience, uh, definitely for all of us, but for the city kids going up there and just be like, hey, I can see through this wall. Is that normal? Like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's normal. That's how they built it. Back yeah. <laughs> so um, we're racing against the clock because it is an old barn. So. Um, what do you mean racing against the clock? Like, well, because it's going to be real cold winter in there. Is coming. Winter uh, is coming. Well, it is. Yeah, yeah. it is. So, um, Did you know? Yeah, anyway, yeah, you guys get that in the city, right? Yeah, I mean, I winter. don't think anybody gets it quite like <laughs> Syracuse does. Oof. So I look forward to that. Um, well, you got Buffalo. That was the first time in my life I was ever actually cold, as I, as I visited Syracuse University in March. And uh, if you're a kid from the West Coast, um, you assume that seasons follow the calendar. So March 23rd is springtime, so thus, maybe I'll bring a pair of jeans. Uh-uh. Dude, it snows in May. I don't know if you I, know that. Yeah. I do now, of course, yeah. but I didn't at the time, and uh, I was so ill-prepared. Um, I ended up wearing every piece of clothing I brought on the trip every day, and then just cycled out the bottom layer. <laughs> and it was Do you, do you own, like, rough. long underwear? or like? Well, now I'm, I'm fortified, of course. And I, and I also, my, my survival plan has always been to just get a little chubbier every year. Okay. <laughs> and right, so fair. far, I'm... Like fifteen for fifteen. Doing that. a good job. Yeah, I'm crushing it. Yeah, hey. it's the most successful endeavor Con- I've ever embarked. Congratulations. on. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. My wife's very proud. Is she? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. We're, so we're beginning to be opening up when we can all hang out and have a pint in our house. Probably April. Yeah. Uh, but between now and then, we'll be doing can releases, which we actually have one as of the day of this record. So really, I'm going to be jetting out there. What's it's, today's date? The 14th. Today is the 14th okay. of October. Of October. Yes, that's right. Okay. This is going to be released like maybe a month from now. But yeah, that's yeah. why. That's, <laughs> I've, I've listened to a podcast before. Yeah. Be oh, like, have you? Yeah. Th- yeah. Thanksgiving right. or so. Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah, World right. War Four. that was crazy, right, guys? <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad we made it through. Who thought Uruguay? Who had that on their bingo card? Nobody. Nobody. But, yeah, so, I mean, uh, and, and I do want to get, obviously, to the Clifton Park location. Uh, but I'm just curious because, like, you know, we've been playing on this motif of like obviously like the city kids coming up doing this, like which mm-hmm. obviously single cut is that it is yeah. very much Queens based. Um, but you know, 
opening up in 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 this location like what drew how what who did someone throw a dart and found manlius like i don't like i like it was one of those things and where that, i heard no, it and a, i was like that's what? a great question because i've wondered that too i can see clifton park like it was the right place the right, right time yeah jeremy was looking to get out you guys were looking to expand let's let's open our footprint a little bit but yeah, Syracuse. Syracuse, like I, I mean, and I yeah. know that there's a lot of cool stuff going out west, really, in New York. But uh, like all the different breweries that have been popping up out there. But it, just from your angle, like, totally. what is it? I mean, yeah. why? I mean, everything that we do is pretty natural. You know, if you ask us for like, hey, what's your five-year plan? Like, our five-year plan is to be flexible. Our five-year plan is to try and be dynamic. We don't and have a five-year plan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we kind of do. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying like uh, just in terms of like, like we, for we're, them. We're yeah. certainly more about um, like Kinda, sorta. going on core <laughs> values rather right. than like trying to set out this master plan. I mean, come on. That's uh, we're gonna produce X number of barrels. Or yeah. You have to be able to be able to play a little free jazz, right? You know. Of course, of course, of course. So seeing for, as you guys are music based and everything. For for us, we we really like build our plans based off of relationships and people. And so, yeah, we we ended up expanding and opening up Single Cut North in 2018, mm. which is crazy. It's, it'll be our five-year anniversary in uh, right May, which is yeah. wild to say. Congratulations. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, dude. That's huge. Um, and then um, well, we, we, we got that because of... When did you actually open the tap room, though? The tap room properly opened up in 2000 and... That was 2019, right? Late yeah. 2019. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember mm-hmm. it was a while from when... You were there until you actually opened. It right. feels like there were a few things that needed to be figured out. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of a lot of infrastructure <laughs> that had to change. Right with, within those four walls, if you will. Brewers work a lot more a lot more quickly than lawyers. I mean, that's for sure. We all know that. <laughs> oh no, I know. Yeah, yeah, and contractors. We share contractor. Oh, there we go. So oh, so you I, definitely know that, no, we, right? No, and we love them. We just know, like, whatever I think something should take, it's going to be a lot longer. Right. In, in every job I've ever had, there's always like, oh, no, we're going to open in April. No, you're not. Maybe maybe July. Hey, that's a cool target date you have. Yeah. yeah. No, and I, it happened to us. I remember. So when we got our when we got our funding approved, I'm like, all right, we're going to be open in four months. In four months, this floor hadn't even been poured yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like much less everything else happening. Right. And, it's like, all right, all right, we'll be open by June. And then it's like, we'll be open by August. And, you know, we open October 5th. I mean, it, it is April 2024 long. already at this point. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah. It is. Yeah. That was a weird acid but trip. We, but, like, so, but, yeah, so, like. Uh, I just want to say we love our contractors. <laughs> I'm not speaking shit of them at all. Yeah. They do fantastic work, but we just. It's just the nature the, of the, the business, right? The amount of time right? that yeah. we think it takes to do some of this stuff is not in line with right. what it actually is. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And, like, the best laid plans are the ones that fall first, of course. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, so 2018, we, we opened up the facility. Right. For us, we're a production brewery, first and foremost, you know. We love our tap rooms. They're the heart and soul of what we do, just like you guys. I mean, we're obviously we're in the unified tap room yeah. right now. You can feel the good vibes. Um, but oh, for that's us, nice like, of you. Our bread and our butter is, is distributing beer, so we really need it to be able to more efficiently produce you know, effectively and logistically sound distribution beer. And so for us, that's what brought us to Clifton Park. Um, it's a really unsexy way of explaining it, but we're on the cross of the 87 and the 90. In three hours, we can be in Boston, New York City, Montreal, or we can basically be about in Buffalo. And for us, we sell a lot of beer, like in Ohio, for instance. So it's the same line. It's really a truck just going further. Um, but more importantly, 
than that, we just absolutely loved the crew that uh, we were able to inherit. And we were able to build a really great team off of that and expand. And by the same nature of just like keeping good relationships and really like focusing on working with people you want to work with, mm-hmm. uh, that's how Manlius came about. Uh, our newest tap room is in, in like a kind of an art park called the yard. Yep. And the person who owns the yard is this guy named John. He's our landlord. Who's been an old friend of ours. John owned like the first big beer bar in that area. And every time we'd go out, you know, this is back in 2017, 2016, we'd go out and have like big cask parties and just the whole community would come. There was such this excitement and like really pure understanding of what craft beer was all about. It was about community and meeting up with your neighbors and having a few pints. And yes, the beer is exceptional and that gives you something great to talk about. It makes the overall night better. But it was really about like this social experience of all sharing right. a pint together. And so uh, John sold that place. It became A.W. Wander, which is without compare one of the best beer bars in the Northeast. Really? Okay. Absolutely. I have not been out that way. It's incredible. Huge. Next time I'm out near Syracuse, I need to check this place out. Huge shout to the Wander crew. Uh, Joe and Dan are the owners. Um, They're absolutely incredible. One of the most meticulously and perfectly curated beer lists. And, And by that, I mean it's not just a thousand of, you know, our style, really high quality IPAs. They're bringing in great imports. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have a great reverence for Belgian brewing, which is something that we haven't seen a lot in the last few years. It's fallen off a bit, yeah. For sure. And, you know, we're there and we're drinking Duranka we'll, we'll, XX we'll Bitter on, on Lucre, you know? Right, it's going to happen. I, no, I, I'm all about it. I love lager it. Game, the lager game has seen a huge resurgence. and I can't I, tell you how many times I get asked about, like, yeah, more kind Bel- of those Belgians styles. Belgians will yeah. be coming back. I'm sure Erica has got a little couple little seeds planted in her right. head of things like funky things that she wants to do and i mean that a year from now when yeah so we have a new pilot system coming and oh nice much bigger than the one that we have and i i can see like she's gonna have a lot more ability to experiment with that kind of weird funky stuff let's get those potter's beer the the uncles like let's you know <laughs> th- we can be right in the middle we can have flavor and we can have crisp and easy drinking it's yeah. gonna be great I, so I but i really love too like the story of like this all you opening up that the, the new tap room out there just came from literally a bar out there like the community itself just having that relationship that's actually kind of that's that's kind of an awesome thing to hear totally yeah and so you know we're out there and the yard's amazing um you know there's like an incredible coffee roaster sky top coffee okay. shout out for them which are incredible one of the best roasters in new york state um, do glass design one of like the most talented glass blowers. Mm-hmm. There's an incredible succulent garden. It's just it's a great environment. So yeah, we took over this beautiful barn. It's going to be our new like beer garden and tap room. Right. So it'll be uh, it'll be opening probably full fledged about April of next year. But right. if you're out in that area, you can swing by. We'll be open two three times a month for can releases. One yeah. of which is today. Today, uh, uh, April fourteenth, twenty twenty four. Right. Yep. <laughs> today. Yeah. Um, well, I'll be speaking Welcome Spanish. Welcome to the future. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Per no, the Uruguayan exactly. custom when we leave. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, that, and that's and that's awesome. Like, it's one of those things, too, where it's like, it's hey, there's more of a reason to go out to Western New York other than the Bills, which, uh, go Bills. But, uh, a yeah. A lot of Bills pull around here. I it, mean. It's very new. I, 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 it is a little new. new. I, I To be completely transparent, I'm fairly new, but I'm like. You're all in. I'm like decades, a decade in kind of like okay. Bills. I was a Giants fan. Six years ago, this was all Jets and Giants. Got no, it. it was. But like, 
Man. And a couple sleeper Bills fans. Here's the thing, though. It's not like as it is a more th- fun team. It has no, it, to me has nothing to do with winning. It's the fact that it's more fun. Like when I became a fan, it was because I was going to Bills games when the Giants were doing shitty and the Bills were doing horribly. And it's like, well, if I'm losing, do I want to have fun, <laughs> or do I just kind of want to like just exist? And so you know, that's kind of how you make your decision. Have, kinda, you, have you been to Buffalo recently? Yeah. I was there. I was there last year. Josh Allen's near God King status oh. concerns me. Why does it concern it, you? It seems. It seems it's getting. It seems ripe for disappointment. Is all I'm saying. Disappointment. Oh. It's just. He's just a human being. You're a Jets fan, are you? No. No. I'm a. I'm a. <laughs> Chargers. Yeah. Talk about disappointment. You're a Chargers fan. I'm a Chargers fan. Yeah. I mean, talk about disappointment. Cool. But yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we've got Justin Herbert. Fresh out of a Disney made-for-TV movie, Disney Channel <laughs> movie, I should say. Um, and he's doing. He's slinging that ball. He's slinging it. Yeah. To who? Good. Uh, a lot of people with knee injuries. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like I don't know. Josh Allen is gonna like put the wrong condiment on his hot dog or something. It's gonna be a scandal. No, he's it's, gonna have an ACL tear. Like he's gonna like something. Oh, that's, all, no, that's what's gonna nice. happen. It's gonna well, be more of an injury. I want to just avoid the fall from grace. That's all. I would like to avoid it too. But you're right. We're building. You do. You tear your heroes down. You know. Uh, now you do. I feel like it's been more of a thing lately. I oh, feel like yeah. it's been more of like a fashionable trend. To just tear your heroes down. LeBron ain't shit. Like, well, no, he's great. No, he's yeah. one of the greatest of all time. He's, like, he's, he's literally god tier, like, next to Michael go, Jordan. You can go one or two. Right, right, right. Yeah. But once you it move past matter. the fact that he's the best basketball player of all time, uh, he's a pretty bad basketball player, right? But he yeah, also, right, you know, right. he's, he's bad at rebounding. He didn't say that thing that he was supposed to about that one issue. <laughs> can I ask you one, though, question? And, and you, like, barely addressed uh, Actually... You did kind of what I would do oh. in an email. Okay. Uh, I think I don't I forget if it was. If it was uh, I think it was Syracuse.com. I was reading the, the story from. Okay. You 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 sent you mentioned a fire scoop bar, and you're like, did I really just say <laughs> a fire scoop bar? So my question to you is pretty plain and simple, and it kind of goes back to what we started out. With. What the fuck is a puff, like? The fuck is a uh, fire scoop bar? Like, what is that? Yeah, it's so hard to describe. We've given it a pronoun. Why did just, you give it just, that pronoun, just I refu- guess? We refer to it as Norma Jean, because it's it's easier. Oh. Um, Norma Jean. Norma Jean, yeah. Okay. So, so, the fire scoop bar is what happens when you have a tap room in an art park that's owned by a master contractor who um, is allergic to being bored. Uh, it is like one of the centerpieces of the tap room. We have two big centerpieces okay. in the outside. Okay. We have a, um, I don't even know how many gallons it would be. We have a 30-barrel a can of 18-watt right. in, our, in our beer garden with, right. a, with a table underneath it. Okay. So that's a 10-foot by 8-foot diameter can. Um, and then we have... A fire scoop bar, which is one quarter of a milk tanker, um, which has a scoop from a tractor that is uh, embedded into the middle of it, which is a fire pit. So you sit on the backside of this uh, quarter circle with a bar top, and there is a fire going built into the center of this tank. So it is heated from the front and back side and on the top. And there's like a little gap so that your beer doesn't get warm, but your knees stay nice and toasty. And you and 14 of your friends can sit 
<laughs> in a line, Last Supper style, and uh, hoist some frosty pints while enjoying some warmth on your lap. How high do you guys get? Pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, because I just like, I feel like that's something where you're just literally like passing around a joint or whatever have you, and you're like, no you know what? Fire scoop bar. You know, I, I get paid, and it's my job to be the worried person in our company. Sam. That's nice. Yeah. Is that you? Yep. Yeah. He's the general guys, manager. Do we wanna, you guys, wait, yeah, you guys, hold should, on, wait, you guys should talk. That's a lot of money to spend on something that do we want to? <laughs> oh, I just got, you, you put some chills <laughs> down my back. That is, that is exactly me. Wait, hold on. You guys should be friends. Do, you, do we really want to do this? In addition to that, I'm the one who's also having to be like, hey, that's really fun. That's very dangerous. <laughs> and then, you know, kind of get looked at, but like, how? How's this day? How's it dangerous? Um, so I needed to be I needed to be shown it in action before right. I could spiritually invest oh, in it. Right. Uh, and it works great. Dude. It is it is about awesome. it's about ninety five degrees on your knees and your laps. The actual bar top itself gets maybe 100 degrees. Obviously, the fire is hot. I, breaking news, fire is hot. Oh. Um, but everything else is just pleasantly warm. Right. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be at the Manliest? This will be at the Manliest The Manliest. Location. The Manliest. Uh, fire yeah. is hot. Fire is hot. Fire is hot. Yeah. Fire bad. Well, that's dope. I mean, that's that's really, that's that's an exciting. So when are people going to be able to utilize the fire scoot bar? Maybe earlier, but probably April, I think, is the safe it's still bet April? for that. It's right. pretty, pretty cold April out there. April 2024 April 2023? Still in April. April 2023. Okay. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. Long story short, just, I mean, I figure most people listening here have, like, their wits about them when it comes to, like, how the world works with alcohol. But Not sure. Um, our state liquor authority in New York State are super hardworking folks. I don't begrudge them what they do. Um, they're very underfunded. Did you, and were you at the uh, the meeting at Rare Form? Um, I was not, but I, I I got that. You got upkeep. the thing from Stefan about like yeah. yeah they're 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 short staffed. So and they it's taking longer than you expect. I think maybe some of that info came from a convo Stefan and I had been having and, and working on, and um, they're at a point now where um, if you send in like there's a mistake. And you send it, hey, there was a mistake. I need a special consideration. They're sending back blanket letters saying, like, hi, we've received this. We're super sorry. Uh, there are no special considerations. Everything is getting the same letter as a blanket decline. Um, so, yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, you know, you got to play the cards you have, not the cards you want. That's, like, right. that's just the way the world works. And so we're going to make the best of it. We're, we've got can pop-ups. We have an incredible staff who are all lifers in the beer world and, they're sticking out with us, you know, a couple right days on. a month. Yeah. Our community's really excited, and come April, uh, we're gonna party harder than any opening we have ever had. I'll tell you that much. So are you gonna? Are you, oh, I'm sorry. I was just wondering if are you gonna be brewing there as well, or is that no? That'll be our first bar, purely bar. retail location. Yeah, that um, it is truly a 203 year old barn. I uh, well, that's, 203, that, that was my thought. Not like, 200. We could go down a real three. dark rabbit hole of like. Well, how are you retrofitting all that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very simple. Uh, we're logistics, not. Yeah. Logistics uh, you of know what? Brewery, we're not. Are brutal. So. So, but like, and, and this kind of goes to it because like one of my questions too, but I, I think it does make sense is why? Well, I mean, just kind of quickly too, why Clifton Park as well? Mm -hmm. And that's only just someone who actually grew up in Clifton Park, right? Um, like I. When Schmaltz was there, like I, it was, it was nice to have there, but it was more like it, single cut felt fairly ubiquitous. 
at the time when I, at least when I was met you, really. Okay. They were, I, I felt like it was everywhere that I would go. Like, it was just a very well-known name in the craft beer scene, one that, a brewery that was a sought-after one. Oh, for sure. I, no, I mean, I remember, like, Bon Bon was, like, one I was trying to, like, seek out mm. a lot um, when I was in places. But opening in Clifton Park, I mean, I guess just... If you could, just, like, yeah. why why sort of that specific area? Like, I mean, I know it's sort of, it comes down to the location kind of in between everything, but, like, that specific location. Right. Like, knowing, like, it being, like, the former Schmaltz area, was it a connection through Jeremy, or? Yeah, I mean, how would you Because I know we at least, like, we, through uh, Serene, the mm-hmm. distributor, I feel like that's sort of the connection that we had made, or at least I I had met you through. Yeah, you know, it's one of the great things about the beer industry. You know, the hours are rough. The pay is slightly rough. Mm-hmm. The profit margins are super, super rough. Mm-hmm. But we do have a great culture uh, right. amongst our... I mean, look at us. If you we were in any other industries, we should be cutthroat rivals. Hating each other. Right. We don't. S- sabotage to all extents. Like, why place, the fuck did I invite you like, here? What are they doing and how do we and how do we cut them at the knees? So, we, we, we're really... Th- that's our that's our dessert that we get for all of the um, bad mashed potatoes that we have to eat all week long, is we get the sweet, sweet pudding of uh, good-natured friends and, and, and beer. God exactly. damn it in your analogies. They're so good. Yeah. And I felt bad. It spoke ill of mashed potatoes. Though. Mashed <laughs> potatoes, like I have the to best. say, the voice too. Like every time I hear one of your commercials on EQX, <laughs> when we went and did ours, I'm like, can I just have Dan go read my script for me? Like his voice is so perfect. Now we're gonna get competitive. No, listen, yeah. listen. I want, no. I want money. That's my that's my retirement plan. Listen, right there. though, I'd like to think that Josh and hey, I did a fair job. <laughs> I just heard of our commercials from Bound by Fate. I just heard their commercial yesterday. Yeah, and I was like. I mean, Brett, you're great, but Pam killed it. Oh, like, sure. She sounded like a natural. It was like she belonged, like she should be joy. No, Dan, you got a great voice for audio. Why, thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I wish I could wax poetic about why we, like, loved Clifton Park, but we, we didn't know it at the time, frankly. Yeah, right. it was It was purely a business decision sure. for us. We're distributing brewery. Um, that's mm-hmm. not the most efficient thing to do in this city. Um, right. Because, frankly, I mean, single cut north up here in... Clifton Park is about forty-one thousand square feet. Single. Is it that big? It's it's a big it's a big one for I thought sure. It was Thirty-four. I thought that was the number that I'd heard, which is bigger than this entire building. Single Cut Queens. With our other is, three neighbors. Oh jeez. <laughs> uh, single Cut Queens is a little bit less than five thousand square feet. Okay. And it's so in the, smaller than us. It's 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 small, and it's Do in you the. How many nineties there? We have eight. Yeah, and we've actually moved a couple out in the in the last couple of years. I'm, I'm not utilizing our space well at all. Well, nothing <laughs> will force you to use space like a New York City mortgage. Yeah. You know what uh. I mean? Um, but it's tight, 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 tight. And we were able to get an incredible amount of beer out of there, mostly exclusively through the immense labor of our staff and our incredible um, warehouse operators. Uh, Eric, who's our distribution manager now, who handles you know all logistics, stuff like that. Eric Moore Cowbell? <laughs> no, yes, but no. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but no. Right? You know, we built up. Simple as all as it was. You know, if there was uh, space in the sky, there was a pallet and racking there. We have more mezzanine in that place than you would ever think possible. There's catwalks everywhere across 5,000 square feet. But not only could we not expand, it was it, it wears on you. That's a very stressful way of doing business. 
our loading dock is our tap room. Our tap room was open six days a week. I, I mean, feel it here. It, you know exactly. I'm staring at it right yeah. here. So everything had to be on wheels. Everybody had to come in early. I mean, we have to power wash the floor every day because it had a forklift going over it, and then somebody's supposed to have dinner on it. I mean, it's crazy. Right. So when we got the opportunity to expand, the time was right. The market at the time was right. Um, <laughs> at the time. At the time. Yeah, it's, the, it's changed quite a bit. the carpet got pulled out from underneath everyone. But Well, yeah, and I wanted to ask that, too, because um, the one thing I had kind of read when you when you spoke with – actually, so I used to work for the Daily Gazette. I know you did an interview with Cassie. Uh, okay, yeah. At least the story mm-hmm. that I read. Um, the one thing you mentioned was, like, the events that you guys were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 4K was like kind of one of, or 5K, 4K. What the fuck am I talking about? Uh, I've 5K. Got about a 1K you in me. That's You're all I got. Ashton. I'm sorry. You're thinking about Ashton. Oh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no. So with the 5K that you guys were going to be doing there, um, the one thing that you mentioned though was sort of that connection, basically the connection with the community. So w- what I was curious, just sort of from your perspective, because mm-hmm. I know that obviously this is something you got to be paying attention to, is. You know how important is it having events like that, or just events in general in a place that you are opening up in? Um, right. How important is it in terms of gaining a foothold within the community? Yeah, I mean, you're only going to get out of community what you put into it, for right for sure. And and that was really a lesson that we learned in Queens. Uh-huh. Um, you know, not to go on and on about it, but it, it really do. is the beautiful thing about craft beer is that we just start from a place of good nature, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, You're trying to provide for the community, sort of, in a way. You're trying to provide yeah, something. We're yeah. providing an open space that has a relatively accessible price point. You know, obviously craft beer is expensive. I don't want to undercut that by any stretch. But, you know, it's still we're providing an opportunity for you to go out with a few of your buddies. And for a $20 bill on the table, you're going to have at least two beers, a nice tip, and a good time. Right. And exactly. for, for where we're from, uh, that is non-existent. The average price of a cocktail that comes on a cocktail menu in New York City is over $20 now. Right. Um, and it was in 2012 also. It was still very expensive. So Comparatively, yeah. Right. So giving opportunities for the community to have ownership of you is, yeah. is really our takeaway. Um, and Clifton Park was like an interesting learning experience for us. Um, 2018 was really kind of the apex for craft beer, especially like craft beer um, hobbyism is the way I always like to say yeah, it's it. It's a fair, that's, that's, a, that's a diplomatic way of putting it. Yeah, so, you know, we opened up and that really kept the lights on for a lot of breweries and Clifton Park was a good reminder of, hey, like, that'll, that'll do ya for sure. Yeah. But, hey, what are you gonna, what more can wh- you what offer? What are you contributing yeah. here? What are you giving for the people who, I mean, have other stuff going on? Right. Like they're not just gonna go wait in line for cans and try and seek out the newest releases, which is, important because that's not sustainable it doesn't, I mean, it, it doesn't happen anymore for almost anybody um so yeah events are, are where it's at it's, it's very very important and teresa who's our tapper manager and yep and in, in uh clifton park here is you know wonderful ups, she's fantastic the, she's the best big big t all the shout outs i mean i can only just give her props too she booked our band i can't say anything bad <laughs> about her uh <laughs> teresa, cancel that check cancel that check cancel when that check. is that uh new year's eve are you shitting me? I'm not. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm going to single cut on New Year's Eve. I am going to single cut on New Year's <laughs> Eve. Well, we can all just go. To see that. It's an early one because we're closing it at 8 o'clock. Yeah, close yeah, to yeah, 8 o'clock. Close yeah. Here, so. yeah, at, at, fir- at first I was like, I don't know, man. I don't want, I don't want to be driving on New Year's Eve. And, oh, well, it's early. Okay. No. 
Christmas, yeah, that's Christmas what, Eve, New Year's Eve. That's what, I'll be home by like, seven. Right. That's what so sold all of us. Like, six, oh, we could go do our own shit after? Like, cool. Like, we could play a show and get drunk after? Last Great. Chance. Right. And it's like, look, man, our people want to go do things and be with their families. Like, we close really early. And have you guys looked at any of the scan data or un, uh, Next Class did a big report on it of just the average drinking hours pre and post COVID? That in, yeah. the, in the Northeast, Way it's earlier. moved almost four hours oh, yeah. earlier in no the sure. day. I mean, because yeah. I mean, we all right were day drinking. Yeah. For sure. And <laughs> I, think we is, all, uh, I think we all realized that it was nice. 12.06, and I'm on my second beer. <laughs> who the fuck, uh, I'm a, I'm who the a, fuck thought it wasn't nice? Like, it was day, always nice. I'm a day drink believer. Oh. <laughs> nice. That Good monkey reference. That's, that's <laughs> shout out to my man, Dave Powers. Um, no, but I, I think you, you know, in our own lives, I think, like, at the end of the night, I kind of want to just relax and watch right. TV or whatever, watch the game, and and just go to bed at a reasonable time Smoke and not weed feel and like shit out. in the yeah. morning. <laughs> not not feel like shit in the morning. And also, like uh, and mornings are mornings good. Are, mornings are earlier. They yeah. are. Now yeah. Adults, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. a child, so it's always earlier. Yeah. You do oh, too. You enough. get it. You, but like waking up and like okay, like I I drank and I then I stopped. That I'm that I'm up for early every day. They cry a lot. We have 53 employees on Slack. Too, I don't know. That no, counts. no, no. I'm saying, yes, this. Oh, this one cries all the time. <laughs> I hear it from my house four miles away and like, oh, I have to go check on this. Yes. So, but I, I've been washing kegs at four in the morning here because like, oh, I can't sleep because I'm worried about something. Oh, yeah. Well, well that's sad. I'm that guy. Isn't that the true sign of adulthood? When was the last time you set an alarm? I don't know. 20, yeah, I, I don't know. My, 20, 2004. Yeah. My, 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 well, yeah. that's the thing. My I anxiety wakes me up. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. I'm, a, I'm up at 5 a.m. because I couldn't. gets me up every morning. No I problem. call it my 3 a.m. sessions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. a, yeah. Oh, I forgot to do that. I didn't email that guy back, and I really needed to. And I'm up. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I guess I'll sit on the couch and go to work. Be an owner. I mean, just kind of going to that, though, like with Clifton Park and having the events that you did to try and be able to have the relationships that you guys have been able to, to, to build. Obviously the pandemic happened. Huh. We're post pandemic. Sorta. Right. It's an unbridled hubris. I, I like so, it. Just throwing that out into the, the ether. numbers. No, like I'm just the saying, num- I'm the just numbers are largely at- ignored now. So if you well, that's what that, I mean, that like you don't over because of that, then yes, the governor it's isn't like doing a, are over. the governor isn't doing a daily address of what the COVID numbers Nobody are and is. how many people died. Yeah, like COVID that sort of thing. Are worse than they were in the beginning. Yeah, it's because we don't care anymore. So, <laughs> so it doesn't exist. Um, definitely, and our fear and anxiety is abated. And I'm I, still I, the that's guy probably. that looks at the numbers every single time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like there, there was a point in the beginning where I was trending my own data because I didn't like how some states were reporting it. That's like, fun. I'm, I was that level of. That's crazy hardcore. That's hardcore. <laughs> so anxiety's fun, but like I <laughs> like in terms of, um, but I mean, I mean to be completely honest though, like. Having these events, like I said, in terms of trying to get a foothold in the community, obviously, like you said, it's important. Mm. And then the pandemic fucking happened. Right. I mean, what what was that like trying to, like, wade through that for you guys? Yeah, I mean, like everybody, uh, the anxiety was um, much more on what comes tomorrow than it was right. on health. I, I, obviously, I'm speaking for a huge swath of people. That's not going to be the case for a lot of people, especially our you know friends and loved ones who had their you know own issues or immunocompromised situations. But, um, the diplomacy out of you is just wonderful. Thank by the you. Way. I just gotta. <laughs> um, you know, it was it was it was interesting. Um, Very well polished. Yo, oh, he's so good. He's so good. There's so much to learn. Uh, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the anti of him. Like, I'm sorry. I, I am too, and I'm sorry. I just 
So anyways, those that. fucking whiners. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so there was a there was a lot there was a lot to be worried about going around, and I, I live in New York City. I'm Astoria Queens. Yeah, been there for the epicenter decades. Yeah, and a lot of those horror stories, which I think you read, I I, I say for this sure. all the time, and I'll say it forever. Nine out of ten things you read about New York City. Um, are completely fictitious. Okay. Um, or they represent an absolutely minority view of... Sure. Um, the, and, and not to be too preachy about it, but a very outside view. It's a cons- If you plop yourself in a city of 8.5 million people and you're not from a place of that level of people, you're going to find everything anxiety-inducing sure. and dangerous and scary. Oh, for sure, yeah. We are still one of the safest major cities in the world, let alone in the United States. And people definitely lose sight of that. Like, you see an uptick in something, everyone's like, oh my god, it's going the other way. Yeah, and of course our all of our crime Fire stats are going to look crazy. <laughs> uh, we have 8.5 million people. Proportionally, it's still a great place to live. Yeah. But all of the stories you heard about COVID in the early days, in my opinion are factual or understated. It was right. terrifying. Yeah. Um, one of our team members described it when we had to go to work of just like, it's like you're walking through miasma coming to work. Oh my like God. the air feels poisonous. And right. obviously it wasn't, but it doesn't matter. If we all feel that way, it's true. We know? didn't know any better. Right. right. And at the time, and I, you know, I get into conversations with customers a lot and they're like, oh, well, they didn't know what they were talking about. Like, no, man, that's like how science is. Like, right. We, we keep getting more data and we keep changing. Your opinion you know, evolves. Yeah, our, our opinions evolve and, and our recommendations evolve, evolve. And I think in the beginning, we didn't know anything. Right. We were like, we shut our doors. You had to place an order I felt- online. And, and call us when you got here, and we put it on a table outside for right. you. Yeah. To be honest, like, we weren't I even still do that. here for a couple yeah. months. I <laughs> still do that so I don't have to interact. <laughs> but that's like, it's not a COVID thing. It's more just like, I just don't need to see people right now. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Crack the code. I think you did. You broke the system. Is that what I did? I, I think that is like something, I, though, that yeah. a, a lot of people kind of took away is that we don't have to do things in the same model that we that we thought we had to. Right. It, it, it taught us a lot of lessons that there's a lot of different ways that we can run my business, your business, his business, whoever, right? Um, there's a lot of different ways to do it, and we don't have to be, like, put into this box of, well, this is how we've always totally. done it. So to answer your question very directly, I just wanted to give that big caveat because For it's, sure. it's a— it's, it's huge, important to and know. It's a huge truth, and I don't want um, yeah. to understate it. It was traumatic. Uh, and I'm just being very vulnerable with you guys, hey, like thanks. me and our staff, like we're, we're still like taking moments of stopping and thinking of just like, hey, did we make that decision based on rationality? Or are we baking that because like we dealt with a lot a year and right, a half ago, right. and are we like, are we kind of falling back on protective things, yeah. you know? Um, but that being said, from a purely beer perspective, 2020, I think, is going to be for a lot of breweries really a banner year for getting to like reconnect with your roots of brewing mm. because you know everybody was at home, especially in New York City. Yeah, um, everybody was drinking more than they have in years, way more, right? Right, way, 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 way more. Way more. <laughs> and though all the chips were stacked against us in terms of how the world was, uh, people were thankfully getting unemployment checks. One of the I think we can look back at whatever inflation is now, but let's focus on what actually happened. It saved millions of people for sure from yeah. the doorstep. And it also allowed people to like maintain some amount of mental health or just get some wins in their life. 
And it was great just seeing all these people who were like, oh, you guys have been here for how long? We're like, we've been here for like eight and a half years. Like, oh, I live up the block. I just never had a chance to walk around during the daytime. Right. And they had a little change in their pocket. We just got to make friends with a lot of new neighbors, got to make a lot of connections. And also got to take a lot of risks in how we brewed and the styles that we brewed. We had a lot of our OG recipes that just maybe weren't quite as, like, in vogue the past few years that people were just all about it. We crushed through so much of a original hoppy amber ale that we love as brewers but right. it's oh, not shit. the most popular thing on the on the shelf oh we it was flying flying out though? of the fridges it's called dean, dean. yeah the oh, it's dean, actually, I was thinking about it. it's actually back next week so it, it, i'm really I excited thought I for it i saw it like not too long ago when i dropped in but yeah yeah man. we don't i mean we brew it two or three times a year now since covid that's like one of the gifts that the pandemic gave us back is a little bit of appreciation for like hey you know comfort is valuable like, if you truly love something, you know, that's what craft beer is about. Fuck, I need can, to, you'll find somebody else who loves it, too. I need well, to be in your headspace more. You're much more positive than I can ever be. I was going to say, oh, the, I'm, the just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm saving all the negativity Good. for me in my 3 a.m. sessions. <laughs> the gift that the pandemic gave us is, is a canning line. Because oh, we would did never. Did you have it before the pandemic? We didn't, no. And we would never have done it as soon as we did. But we just realized, like, we had. Um, we had a third-party company coming in and canning for us, right. and we loved the relationship with them, but then it, they weren't as readily available as I wanted them very quickly. It was sure. like every three weeks, boom, 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 and that's like, oh, yeah, I can come in in seven weeks, and I was just like, no. So that's how we ended up with a canning line in year two-point-whatever, or two-and-a-half, three, whatever. I never thought that we would have had a canning line that soon. Actually, it was two, uh, two years. That was yeah. like the two-year mark that we had it delivered. Um, I did mobile canning in Queens for six years because it's 5,000 square feet. So You don't have the room. Right. And right. we made the really tough decision from a logistics perspective, a space situation. We actually sold two of our original horizontal lagering tanks because they're huge space hogs. Sure. We still have two sixty barrels. Big footprint. Exactly. And you, can, you can't stack them that high. You can stack them two, but you can't stack them six yeah. when they're that size. Maybe you could, but not in our skill set or our space. <laughs> so we had to get rid of those, but we put in our canning line, and we ran the first can off of it, like, February 27th, 2020. But I... So you were right. Just so right there. I our first I, cans came fuck. off October <laughs> 15th or something. I just... How did you guys deal with that? I can imagine, like, you know, I, I would say we're talking inside baseball here, but there's mobile canning companies. They come out to your brewery. They set up. They take they beer out of your tanks. They do a wonderful job. They sure do. And they do. They're fantastic. We worked um, with Ironheart. They're, like, one of the, did too. the, yep. the, they're the best. big players. They are literally the they're the Ferrari of mobile canners to me. Totally. But the, the issue we found was that, you know, you're trying to do a schedule. And right. Then, if that beer is not... We needs an extra day. So how did you guys deal with April of 2020 when literally everybody had tanks full of beer that couldn't go into kegs, needed to go in cans yesterday? I think... Fire sale? No. So what happened here was that I think nobody had really thought that deep down into the mobile canning because they were so concerned with getting shut down. Mm -hmm. I called them immediately and scheduled like three runs in a row. This guy saved a few paychecks over here. Let me tell you that. No, I did because I knew, like, I knew what we had in tanks, and I'm like, I need you this day, this day, and this day. Can you do it? And they're like, Yeah, we can be there, and they're, they are, 
fucking fantastic. I oh, will yeah. say that. They do the, the things that they do, absolute magic. The the DO numbers that they can get dissolved oxygen for mm-hmm. like how how stable that beer is is so good I can't even describe the numbers that they would get here. We're still chasing those numbers. And I've been running this canning line now for over two years. No kidding. Yeah, we're still chasing the numbers that Ironheart got. Routinely, bringing a, a, a four-year-old canning line in the back of a rider truck that's been bounced around the Capital District for three fucking years, going to a different place every day, they'd set it up in 45 minutes and hit better numbers that I can get. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I literally am the world's biggest idiot that can't figure out how to get these numbers at what they have. We just want to remind everybody, this episode is brought to you by Ironheart Mobile <laughs> Cannon. We're, we're normally, we're, we're Do normally you have sponsored beer? by... Do you want cans? Yeah, by Labatt Blue Light. But. <laughs> the proud sponsor of the Go Bills. Go Bills, yeah. Um, I was going to say, the story that predates that one that I like the best is that um, when everything shut down, Jeff and Erica were like, all right, we need to fire sale kegs and they just started selling kegs customers. You need kegs, you need kegs, 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 kegs. And the next day they're like, we need to make more beer now. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. What yeah, we because doing? the governor said, like, oh, we're not shutting everybody down. You guys are, uh, you're an essential business. I'm like, oh shit, I'm out of beer. And like, I was here at six in the morning. I can double batching, like, to, to try to fill every But also, like, talk about privilege. I got my COVID shot before everyone else. It was great. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I am an essential business. I am apparently an essential worker. I just want to shout out to, like, everybody who worked for a business that got listed as, quote, unquote, non-essential. Yeah. That uh, must have sucked. Just, like, seriously. forget about, like, the unemployment, but just, like, that label is brutal. I, that, yeah. I, do, not, I do not appreciate that language that they picked. No. <laughs> Fortunately, you had to kind of break it down into those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was one. I got laid off like right at the outset, and it was then tough. these guys were hiring, and then here I am. So that's. I mean, that, yeah. again, if we're talking about like kind of shining moments of uh, of the pandemic, that was at least one for me. But uh, yeah. some positives did come out of it, oddly enough, with all the negative. Now, um, now you landed here. Now I'm here and fucking love it. But so. What I am curious though, because there's a bunch of other stuff, but we've we've gone on for a bit, and I know you've got a got a man with it with a you're you're a man with it with a, a pretty a, a bit of a schedule here. Um, what I am curious about, and I am always kind of curious about this with all the guests that I speak to. What had got you specifically into craft beer? Like, oh. were you drinking? All like the stuff we all did in college, the Green Keystone Flash. Lights, the Bush. Like, what Green. what what was your experience in terms of? going on to like okay this is crappier let me explore this right. a bit more uh, well I, I got a cheat code oh uh, it was in san diego yeah when i grew up in san diego is that yeah. what it is yeah. right so so it wasn't uh it wasn't niche it was it's for that was a, your lifestyle it's been a long time just part of the lifestyle in san diego so when i was in college um i mean i went to art school i i, I I have a so, I have a sociology and film studies degree. Not not even making the films, just talking about. I'm them. glad you're utilizing <laughs> it well. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, crushing it. Great, great. My dad always wanted me to be a plumber, and I begrudged him that so much as a child. And now I just, I know my father is a genius. I know a master plumber makes more than a year than we will in a decade. Um, and you're like, yeah, but I want to touch poop. Like, oh yeah, let's go work in bars. But, but I want to. <laughs> yeah. I want to live my passion. You want to be. You want to make a lot of money. Be a plumber that that focuses on steam boilers. Oh, there you go. Those guys make 
the most ridiculous money ever. And their hair is so full all the time, you know? <laughs> no wrinkle on their suits. Such a moist environment. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So when I was in college and uh, in high school, I worked at a resort in San Diego. You were um, in both at the same time? Yeah, I was very smart. Mm. Um, or very dumb, I guess it cuts either way, doesn't it? Um, and uh, when I was 19, I somehow got appointed to be in charge of curating the beer selection at the this resort that I worked That's at. That's fucking illegal. It was illegal, yeah. Um, and they were a very buttoned-up company. I, I'm really not sure how that happened. Um, they also made a mistake on my first day, and they put just my last name on my name tag and wouldn't change it. So I spent six years with all of Bronson? my clients just Bronson? knowing me as Bronson. That's it's that's a good awesome. name for a nickname, name. for do sure. You, do but you want to be known as that from here on out? Like, is that how we should refer to you? Or? I think that era has passed. It's gone? Okay, sorry. Right, that's I've, a very earned, subtle way of, like, please don't call me I've that. I've earned back my first name. <laughs> Actually, I knew where I met you the one time. It was a... Uh, that eat drink Saratoga way back in like oh when we died in that parking that, lot that parking lot yeah my wife has not gone to a beer event since I remember then, that yeah because she is smart and, and I, I remember not. I remember like oh yeah I, I remember meeting you in flashback with you saying your last name like I remember meeting you and you going hi I'm Dan Bronson and I'm like that's a strong ass last name <laughs> that's good that you day can was first name, you can you first and last name yourself every time you shake a hand. Ninety eight like, degrees on blacktop with no terrible. shade and no water. It was terrible. Brutal. No Whoever water. threw that no event, water. thank you for your Where efforts. I know you it didn't was, intend that to happen. It was Hamlin and Ghosts, and, and really? they're great people. They are great people. But, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know yeah. them at the time actually. Uh, oh, forever ago. 17, 18? I think I remember. That was that. I was I remember, no water. I remember yeah. that event, and we had like. Unfortunately, I can tell you certainly you were not there as a patron because. No, nobody, nobody came. Nobody, nobody came. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the, the air temp was like 120. Oh god! Like off the blacktop, it was yeah. terrible. So <laughs> in my, I moved to New York City for my film career. Um, I had a very weird. Job. How's that going, by the way? Yeah, it's not going well. <laughs> um, I worked. I was trying to be an for, star, and I worked for an elderly French filmmaker, uh, a post Nouvelle Vague filmmaker. Who was based in Southern California? What in the world just did you just getting say better to me? And better I know. And what did I know. you just say to me? I know, I know, I know. And I like so, craft beer. <laughs> so if you know, he did like beer and he liked football. He so like those are the things we connected on. While he's saying this, right? Uh, he had. He was a four pack a day guy when there he was a kid. So he did not smoke anymore when I knew him. Uh, he had beaten cancer four times by the time I met him, and he was in his hey, early congrats 70s. Congrats to him. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it was a. One day I'll write a very boring book about it but <laughs> i knew i doubt it'll be boring i knew his assistant and she got me a job and she said hey i'm going out of the country for like a year to go work on a project you should take over my job which she failed to tell me was that they uh were in a relationship and i was stepping in as you now had to be the relationship i i or a caretaker <laughs> to some extent and um it was it was it was weird to say the least so I did that for a couple years. I was about to make a lot of inappropriate jokes. I'm holding I, back. Take keep all of it to your I, no, f bombing self. No, it's staying. It's staying to myself. Um, so I knew that that wasn't sustainable, but I still wanted to like make art, or so I thought. I, I didn't. It's I hated it. I, I hate <laughs> filmmaking. It wasn't for me. The best piece of advice he ever gave me was, um, it's like, oh, this is this is a life for the crazy, 
And um, I think he was saying it like as a self-aggrandizing, you know, kind of a statement like, ah, oh, we're crazy artists. But for me, I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm not, a, I don't identify as a crazy person. Right. I identify as a pretty boring, rational person. <laughs> so I, I moved to New York under the guise of working on a project for the studio. Um, I never even started it. Um, I basically said, hey, I have all this equipment. I'm going to sell it in exchange for my back pay. And he said, that's great with me. And I never, I never went back. Oh. Um, because I had a history in craft beer, I was incredibly spoiled that I went for a walk one day while I was unemployed, um, living in Astoria, uh, or very lightly employed, I should, is the more accurate term. Yeah. And I walked by this tattoo shop, which I looked inside, and it wasn't a tattoo shop. It was actually a little bar. Okay. And when I got home that day, I found a Craigslist ad for that bar looking for a bartender. Yeah. And um, I met with Fernando Pena and his wife, Sue Forboder, who owned this incredible bar called Crescent and Vine. The okay. first and most super, not the first, but the truly like OG rotational modern style beer bar in right. Queens. Yeah. And um, this is back in the like the late 2000s and um, completely unqualified and not deserving of that opportunity. They just put me in charge and I got to do whatever I wanted. So I started bringing in all this great San Diego beer. And we put together a really great program, and I was there for, for years and years. And uh, that was home for me. That's right. where I met my wife. Um, it really was the foundation of just my social circle and my life, really like the epitome just of where what, you're at now. what craft beer can be and what it should be, right. the notion of community and giving a space for people to just be vulnerable and friendly. Right. And that was what that was all about. And Fernando and Sue told me, taught me so much about true hospitality, and um, I owe them very very much we're still friends obviously yeah um yeah and then one thing led to another i started working for breweries yeah um doing exporting importing um i i shipped beer to korea for a long time that was a big part of my career oh wow yeah that was that was a lot of fun um bringing american brands over there yeah and then um yeah about 10 years ago i started with a uh, single cut i left for a few more years doing continuing with my business and then came back on as general manager about what was connection ago. with single cut uh they opened a brewery <laughs> in my neighborhood uh rich Bassetta, who's the founder of single cut and yeah. the chief creative officer yeah so rich makes all the labels all yeah. the branding that's all rich that's his designs on those cans and he still does a really big portion of all the recipe design um just came in for a beer one day uh, and said oh i just signed a lease on this this space and I said, oh, well, you came to the right place. And I was playing uh, uh, Big Star's um, uh, third. And we just started geeking out about music. And, uh, yeah, man, Kismet after that. Yeah, right? That's that's sort of – that is the brand kind of in For a lot sure. of ways, right? Yeah. We're music obsessed. We take our inspiration from music. We talk about our priorities, like, as a brand. Safety is always first. But after that, it's hospitality, right. then music, then beer. So, what I uh, what I'm curious then in terms of music, and you can't just give me that. Well, no, I listen to everything, which I do to yeah. to people all the time. I know I listen um, to everything. Oh no, no, you do not. Yeah, you I do don't. not. No, you don't. What is your go-to? Like, what is the fallback? What like when you were driving up here? Like, I got to put this on right now. Yeah, well, it's I, I'm late to the party by several decades, but oh. um, I am a big Dead fan. But that's come in my last like. F- Seven to eight years. I haven't gotten there, and they're apparently stopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a massive desert. I'm a t- Tom Waits. 
Uh, huge, huge Tom oh, Waits fan. No fucking way. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be my my probably my go to. I grew up in a big country household. Okay. Um, so I still have like a soft spot for borderline poppy country from the late Garth. 80s and early 90s. Garth is where I draw the line. It's a little bit. My, Garth talk- is where you draw the not line. Not talking shit. I'm not talking shit. No, I'm not trying to say you are. You can't have like. Okay. When I walked in, we were talking about beer, right? We were. And uh, I see, I, I brought a four pack of a beer that's uh, we just brewed, and it's it's kind of extreme. It has some terpenes oh, in have, it. We gotta have Jeff try it. It's kind of intense. That's true. And I said, hey, the, my favorite thing about this beer is that like one out of five people who drink it absolutely hate it, and I like that. Like I like things that are bold, brash, all out, and more importantly than all that, uh, beers that give the opportunity or art in general that gives the opportunity for ownership. And if everybody likes something, that's cool. That doesn't mean it's bad by any stretch. I'm a pop apologist in that regard. Right. Don't talk shit on Taylor Swift. She is good. It may not be for you, but fantastic. she's good. No, she's fantastic. It but is, if it is definitely not for me. But if everybody but likes Post Malone it, is. I'm still it not just understanding means that. Post that it's fucking awesome. A little boy. I just can't. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Wait, here we go. So, I I will just say that I have like a very polarizing palate. There are a lot of flavors that I despise. like Much must, like his must, love for like what? Post Malone. Mustard, it doesn't make mustard sense. Mustard is the devil's food. You hate mustard? I would sooner I starve to death mustard. than eat something with mustard on it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Listen, all right. I don't know if there's these good beers. Listen, I don't know if there's any sort of like kind of lineage that like that we can tie this in together. He doesn't like mustard. He doesn't like Jackson 5. I don't understand like what is like I feel like there's a tie in there. Michael Jackson was awesome. Jackson 5 sucked. That is a hot take. Okay. Damn it. All right. Whatever. So shoegazer, this is a triple dry hopped IPA at 7.5 percent. Uh, you know, New Englandy style. We like to call ours, and feel free to co- jump on this. We call them New York styles, because yeah, that's cute. We do it a little different. Yeah, and it's got to have like a good amount of bitterness. It, I always used to I say do this. Love the nose. Yeah. It, it, if you, a, I'm sorry. Oh, if you don't have acid and you don't have bitterness, then you just have perfume. You you need boundaries on those aromas and flavors. So it's dry hopped once with pellet. All right. It's dry hopped a second time with pellet. I wouldn't say this just because you're sitting here. That beer is fucking awesome. Aye! Thank God. Thank God. Here All we right. go. Thank God. I it's absolutely know. fantastic. I Thank seriously you. didn't think that was going to be the reaction I that I thought he was going to hate it. I, I just drank one. I, <laughs> thought he'd hate it. I just peed a little bit. <laughs> no. Like, I, I'm like super. I, my palate is so like polarizing. There are certain flavors that are just so harsh and so. Mm. This here honestly warms my heart. Any any they're, they're bullshit so, that I had so going on earlier, this just erased it. It kind of takes over everything. Like right. We, we just recently did a beer that has a... It is so outside of more, our... More resiny and dank than you normally have done. Than, than we have ever done. Okay. It is... I'm you excited. S- you What's smell it called? It, it smells like a bag of weed. Like, there you go. And so, to me, right. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. Like... This might be a great beer or a terrible beer. Like I don't. See, know you're talking to the San Diego kid, man. It's your you're up my alley here. So that's that's kind of where. Laser is fucking fantastic. So that's kind of what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Being the San Diego kid, being someone who has grown up in craft beer probably longer than most of us here, um, shoegazer having the pineapple express terpenes. Mm-hmm. I think I know the answer, but I want to hear it from you. What is that connection between craft beer and weed? 
Like, oh. like why why do they feel so intrigued? 90% of the brewers smoke a ton of it? Yeah. There could be that, but like, but like, there's <laughs> something it's a there, right? That is, right? It resonates in their head. I yeah. Think. Yeah. That's a well, real it's thing. I'm not joking saying yeah. that. It's no, the, no, it's exactly. Terpenes. I mean, it's the same, it's the same compounds. The nice thing about craft beer is we get access to like this incredible depth of flavor, and we talk about it in these really limited terms. Like, oh, it's peach, it's orange. But like it's hard in the English language to describe to somebody, and the problem is when you try, everybody looks at you like you're an asshole. But you're like, oh, it's not orange; it's the smell of your fingers after peeling an underripe dude, orange. It's it's, it's the same thing. Compote, like yeah, you sound dude, like it's an the, asshole saying it's it. It's the same yeah. thing where I was in line. Like I, the, the one time I ever waited in line to get Tangerine beer, sorbet. yeah, the right. one time I ever yeah, waited in like line to get beer. I just, it was one of those look in the mirror type of situations where I remember someone like, you know what I loved about that beer? It was the fucking rhubarb. And I just wanted to look and be like, fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck, no, fuck you. Like, absolutely fuck you. Like, <laughs> but then I realized, no, that's me. There's, that's- just, there's, there's so many avenues to explore. It's fun. But, you know, you, we got to have it both ways. And that's one of the nice parts about craft beer right now. Right. As I feel we are in an era of kind of embracing it both ways and that's mostly thanks to us the jaded brewers yeah right who have stopped being so secret about like hey what are you guys drinking after the festival like oh we're gonna crash crack or uh destroy this 12 rack of Coors Light over here. Oh, I really want some Miller High Life Coors right now. Original. Yeah. Coors Original. Yeah. Coors Original, yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I picked no, no. the one that none of us drink. Coors, Coors Banquet that. Beer. That is the Banquet shit. Banquet Beer is solid. Yeah. Or PB, PBR. Were you at the CBC this year? I was not, no. The uh, the number one beer I saw consumed was Uncle Charlie. Oh, wow. I didn't even know Uncle Charlie. Oh, Utica, Utica, Utica Club. Club. Oh, Uncle Charlie, Utica, <laughs> UC. That's a Grateful Dead reference. But you're going to... I'm sorry, I didn't know. They were there, and I'm sure they sent... God only knows how much of it to that festival. We sent like a bunch of cool IPAs Thank and you some flowers, and I'm like, you know what? Next year, you know what I'm bringing? I'm bringing. Look at that! That just brought a smile to his face. You, you just be, smelled that I, beer. I want Look you at to bring this, man. <laughs> Somewhat theoretical. Number <laughs> number fifteen. Number fifteen. Oh, that's oh, I love that design. I didn't miss that. This is this is what I'm all about. This is the aromas that I look for. It's Super what gets dank, me excited. But it's got like a lot of fruit character to it as well. Ooh. <laughs> we'll, send yeah. you, we'll send you home with something. Yeah, 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 yeah. We uh, no, haven't I need even that. released it yet. By the time this comes out, it it'll will be, be released. It, no, it'll be gone. It'll by probably be gone by <laughs> then. It might be gone by then, yeah. I, um, I absolutely love it. And that smile that came to my face, what's the connection between weed and beer? It's the same thing. It still provides that opportunity right. for, honestly, for community in an era where we don't really have like that anymore. You ever watch like the Flintstones and like they're always going to like their like fraternal order? Like no, meetings, when's you the know last what I mean? time and you watch the Flintstones? And they like they all wear like costumes and they're like having beers, the stone cutters for the Simpsons. We don't like have that in our generation. No, we we don't have it. We don't go to. Was well, that the VFW? No, is that like have, is that breweries. like the? We have breweries. We, well, we I was have, gonna say, is that the VFW? Is that the fucking? You know, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like like <laughs> the Alex Lodge. But yeah. this idea that you have this like mandatory participation, and it's not truly mandatory, but it's basically mandatory. It's still like, a social gathering. I'm not a religious way. person at all. I I grew up a religious person, and it's just not for me. But one thing I do miss about that is like. Oh, like you did have community that was outside of work and it was outside of your immediate friends. Oh, I did. And it, it felt was, like a cult. You did it. You did it. It was a cult for it sure. It was a you fucking did cult. The very, cat, like very, the cat, very yeah. Regularly, like absolutely. And you just you, like going to work every day. You went there, not maybe every day, but and similar. We're good about creating structures in our lives to give us that 
routine and that structure, yeah. but they're individualistic structures. I'm going to go to work and then I'm going to go to the gym yeah, and then we're going to do th- exactly your gym thing or your MMA course. Oh, yeah, or- yeah, your gym tan laundry. Uh, <laughs> but like. <laughs> It right, uh, don't involve other people. We need things that involve other people. You no, know? no, no. I agree absolutely. There, there is definitely that part of it. Um, but yeah, uh, and so I guess sort of the one thing too that I want to ask you. You kind of mentioned it sort of earlier, and this will be sort of the last thing I want to ask you in terms of the collaboration. We're supposed to be cutthroat, right? Is that as you said, like in terms of business? Why is it important though? to have these collaborations, to have these relationships between breweries. Dude, I'm keep, I, I, I feel bad that I keep coming back to the same talking point, but I'm going to do it again. Please do. Y- you're providing a structural opportunity for community, which is a very annoying and heady way of saying it's fun to hang out with people. It's, yeah. it's, it's, no, fun to, it's fun to put your names on the line at the same time. And I mean, like, let's not totally bullshit here, too. Like, we're businesses, and there is still an element of the rising tide bringing up all the boats. Right. Now, you know, the, there's a lot of boats right now, which what is I, tough. What I say to everyone who tells me that, yeah, the pizza's only so big. We can only cut so many slices out right. of it. Right, especially when we sell alcohol. And we know that we do have a finite number of people who can exactly. get into our world. Exactly. Right. No, I, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. So. Yeah, maybe that's maybe I'm arguing against myself. Maybe in the long term, maybe no. the collaboration well, really also, does kind of go. We are bad. we are on the exact same. Page but we've reached that. a different point, though. Sort of, I feel like. It, yeah. it, it, I feel, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Like now we're there going is to the dark place, right? I know. Yeah. Now, now it's going to be like, all right, divide territories. Who conquers no, it's what? Not, it's no, not I know. That, I'm kidding. But like, you know, new since we've opened, I, I anybody who listens to this podcast regularly, will, thank you to you, uh, all twelve of you, thirty-five. Um, oh hell yeah. But <laughs> anyone who's listened to this regularly will have heard me say this before. Since we have opened, 15 breweries have opened within 20 miles of here. Like, the competition is just getting to be a lot. And yeah. I mean, is that, is that get, is, will that get in the way of collaboration? Will that get in but, the way of but I also think building relationships? To but, a certain extent, but I think it'll, it'll help strengthen other ones. Yeah, um, right. We, the people who we like, the people who we're good friends with, the people who we get along with, it'll 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 make those bonds stronger. But for some of the other people, it'll potentially make it make them more of an outsider. And I kind of feel and like I feel bad for them, right? But like, is that and and this I just this po- this this thought literally just popped into my head. And <laughs> maybe we'll edit this part out. Because it kind of gets to not dark, but like more just being honest. That almost sounds like creating a clique, like kind of like in high school, and it's like then there's people on the outside. Is that kind of what it could become in terms of? I think you're. We, we, I think we've been there for five years. I think, yeah? yeah, right on. Okay. No, I yeah, think that's very much. I was true. I was out I was outside of this for a minute. Like mm. uh, when when I saw you, I was kind of on the tail end mm. of of being within right. this industry. Yeah. I went back to reporting. I'm back in it now, and it's it's somewhat still the same, but it's kind but of I, interesting to watch. I think there's I think not there's splinters, the, but there, there's there's companies that that I I think probably should be part of a click. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's one click, and I I see that there's there's others are that are not, and yeah. I don't know if it's it's something that they didn't do or connections they didn't make. Maybe it's almost like a cartel, like, and and it makes me, yeah. Like if you're looking at this just as a business, like you're going to make money at this, 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that the rest of us are gonna think you're a fucking asshole. Well, yeah. I almost or kinda, like we'll see you later. Have a fun year. I, I almost mean, like, I almost kind of think though it kind of goes back to your original. I don't know if it's phrase or sort of definition of crap. Your hobbyists, mm-hmm. and I'm not and I'm and I'm not trying to. No, that's a, that's a well, good we're all hobbyists. I, I, I think there's, but, but no, but I, I mean, people that are in it for the consumer hobbyists yeah. and the and the. I mean, because we're all hobbyists. I mean, that's opening, how we all got started right, in this, yeah. right? But we turned them into businesses. I was more describing um, people who I, I, I hope this doesn't sound disparaging because I don't feel this way. But people who like make beer trading and like line sitting their personality. That's no, not fair a, enough. That's Absolutely. not a sustainable lifestyle or a sustainable consumer group. No, not for and your so liver or your health. We've seen that move already. Yeah. yeah, I know people who. Like, I mean, and on, and on mass, on mass. Yeah, they get in the right lines and they get the right beer. But we have those people that right come people. in here too. For sure, we do. And you know what? They're fantastic customers here. They're very and, nice and people. Never, they I love never, sharing beers. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm not going to get in line at five in the morning for anything. Right. But if someone wants to, then um, who am I to judge? Liver transplant. I yeah, think. I think more what I was describing Liver is like. Liver transplant, I might be getting in line for that at 5 in the morning. You better get in line now. <laughs> the, that wave where it felt like that was going to be an actual revenue line that was accessible by breweries. And I know some people, you know, are going to say like, oh, well, it, it is if you're good enough quality. I, I would challenge you very, very much to say. It's a fleeting I, moment. Yeah. You really need to like look at what you define as quality. Look at the metrics by which you put that on, because, you know, there's breweries that have closed, which I think make absolutely incredible beer. I think there's breweries that make incredible beer that's good for six weeks. You know, we, we and say I think, around yeah. we say around here that like, I mean, does does the quality of beer overall matter in the general like business of beer? Oh, that's well, an I existential question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, it it does it does it does to us because we care. Right, it does to you because you care. But I almost yeah. feel like the trend is kind of going back towards simplicity, yeah. where it's like community the, 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 and the community, community right? No, what, what Josh is getting at is that if if you have the right environment, the right vibe. And your food has got like the right, the right, the right menu. And nobody makes trash beer. No, and we're not saying that it's, at all. Like, like, at, like at the very bottom, I think at this day, this time of, of life is it's medium. Yeah, the very like, bottom today is, is acceptable. And would good. have been the top ten years yeah. ago. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, right or or, or everywhere. Twelve years ago, whatever. Yeah. I had a conversation with a brewer a couple days ago who was super sweet and definitely in it for the right reasons. Like, he was really excited. He wanted to, like, again, focus on his community. I love doing this. This is how I want to make my, you know, my, my mark in You're the providing world. in a way, sort and of. And I was yeah. kind of asking him, like, oh, cool. Like, you know, where are you with legal stuff? He's like, oh, we're going to get going on that. I'm like, all right, where are you with, like, your branding and, and all that? So it's like, that'll be next. And, yeah. Yeah, he's like, it's like, but my beer is like really good quality, and I have all the faith in the world in you're it. And I, from the, you're looking through yeah. the wrong end of the telescope. Dude, it's, and it's, it's so it's so mean to be like, oh, that's cute, like, because it's it's sort of one of those things where it's like, yeah, you have good beer, but what else you got? You know, all I told him was just like, hey, man, like now comes the. That's where it gets real. It, it, yeah, it's the work part of it, and if you're if you're enjoying this part of it, it's you're probably not and, and doing as, it right. You know, as what a I mean? music-based like, brewery, uh, like there's a lot of bands that we all know that. They made great songs and nobody ever heard of them. Oh, dark. But you yeah, know, what, you know what I mean. You know, right? Yeah. Or, or how many didn't even get released? You know, it's like 
and th- and that's the battle. The bat the battle is not, the battle is not, um, you know, it's part partly you know how do we improve our beer every day? How do we make everything better all the time? Yeah. But it's also, what can we do to let people know about our right. beer? Just like as a band would say, how do you, how do you how do you get your exposure? Yeah. To like, I don't have a record contract. We don't. We're not endorsed by some sort of huge conglomerate how do you how do you get that you know when i do sales um trainings or staff trainings is more to the point you know we're kind of going over the history of kind of the history of beer you know we always get to talk about like ipas or whatever and we all know that like famous story you know, the boat like, the boat you know and i said this is a really critical story it tells us a lot about beer and i tell them the whole story and then i was like does anybody think that that's true or that's real and somebody's like i guess yeah i was like it doesn't matter because it's not real it was it was a sales pitch it was it was an entire advertising campaign because in our dna as brewers we're not winemakers you know we're not cider makers we're not just taking the land and turning it into something else we're industry yeah you know we're we are companies we are capitalists to an extent you know what i mean and that part of our business and that part of our artistic expression is really important. Yeah. People love our labels. People love to talk about our names and how we set up our tap rooms and, you know, how our the, the swag our staff you my know, has. My favorite beer you know? viewers is Green Plastic Watering Can because it's my favorite Radiohead song. There you go. There you go. <laughs> green. Well, Green Plastic Trees, right. Uh, or Fake Plastic Trees. That's what it is. Oh, that's a deep cut. Punk with a stutter. Punk with a stutter. The first time I had that, I was like, this fucking beer is awesome. I remember having that and just being like, I thought it was so perfect. But I love that beer. It's very kind. I haven't had it in a while because I I think you guys haven't made it. Maybe I haven't made it in years now, yeah. But but to what I'm saying is like, even though I'm immune to the market, I feel like I'm immune to marketing because I work in the industry. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not because oh, you're not that's my favorite those radio ro- song. Those Rockies turn blue and, and, on the can, and and it tastes so good. But does it taste extra good because it's my favorite radio? And then song? the second <laughs> follow-up question of that is: Does it matter? Doesn't matter, right? I mean, it's yeah. like the yeah. If the magic trick works, the magic trick works, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's like it, it's it's fun, but yeah, we we can't. Um, I wish we could be Puritans and we could throw it away and be like. It's all the, the quality is what matters. The quality is what matters, but it's more than just the beer. It's it's everything that goes into it's it. It's the story. It's the story. Well, yeah. Quality is such a man. It's such a. There might be a beer that like that particular beer that we just gave you. Like, I was on the fence about it, but oh, everyone man. who's had it has been like, oh, "Holy shit!" But I think it's because it's so outside of what we normally make here that I'm like, is this who we are? Right. We always have this existential crisis here of, of who are we? Who's unified? And we're, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out every week and I don't know who we are. Oh, but from a marketing perspective, you're so set. Your name is unified. You can literally be everything and then just be like, <laughs> well, we're unified. Well, we're unified because my wife and I own it and we both, but, but no, make, but, but, make, but we both make the beers. That's but, right. But he's well, saying we're, we're unified because it's uh, a beer we didn't want to make, and it's unified because it's a beer. <laughs> you know, we didn't like it, but you like it. Like I don't know, but but I love that stuff. It's it's just what I was talking about with the shoegazer. It's so fun when you that get shoegazer beers. That's very very good. I, I'm I'm that very, very good. makes me incredibly happy. I'm going to drive very well on that today. <laughs> but even if you didn't, it would have been a great opportunity again for that conversation I'm not, and, and I'm the not, community building. I'm not the one in five that says I don't like this beer. Like 
That's and right. I, I He's on the winning very, side. I have a very there it picky is. palate, and I think that's a fantastic beer. I really do. So one little secret that's in that beer, and then I'm going to stop talking. That's really cool. <laughs> no, I mean, the part, of, the point of this is to get you talking. I know. I was, I was supposed to leave an hour ago. Ew. All right. Um, same. So it's got the terpenes in there. Again. And the terpenes are great. Um, one of the very cool things about that beer, one of like our proudest things that we do, is um, you know buying hops in a brewery situation is always like a gamble, you know, because you say like Citra, and that means it's nothing. Not, they're not all the same. They're not even close to all the same. One lot and to the next, they're completely different. Absolutely, we've always gotten a lot of guff from some of our more like educated well, beer people. Like, well, because that lot of Galaxy is completely different from the last one. Or like, why won't you tell me what all the hops are in here? And I, I'm always I'm always in a pickle because I could tell you. You know, I really could. But then you're going to disagree with me because it's not going to fit in line you know, with what you think those hops should taste I've like. I've always thought that you and or us us and you have mm-hmm. uh, had the same thing where we, we don't always share that. You know, you hardly oh, ever bless. share We hardly ever share it, yeah. too. And a lot of people do. Matter. Because it doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter. And, yeah. and, and, and to me, like, when... You want to know what's in Juicy? Like, I'll tell you. Like, whatever. But... but it's like, three really uh, good hops. Uh, and you know what? If you take those three really good hops and you can make Juicy... Good on you. But about the story, about the story is that is the story of your beer is the is that that IPA and not and not like, oh, well, I've had a Zaka and I don't like it. I think I don't Uh, like it because I had a bad version of it. Like we have nothing to hide. I feel like the people who we're friends with, we're friends with. And I'll tell them everything, Mm -hmm. everything and anything. I have nothing to hide. It, it limits our art. Though I won't tell you what I do with the water. <laughs> That's where I draw the line, man. It's spit. It's a, it's a rocket fuel water. It's spit. Um, the it, it, it limits the art. It tries to put a label on it in a way that's just not appropriate. It's just it's it's not truthful. So it's really really tough. So when you do get that hot that hop lot that you absolutely love, that it's that. One farm in that one lot from that one year, and that clock starts ticking on it. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? So what we did a few years ago is we started working with a distillery um, who is no longer in that same function down in the Carolinas. We sent them pallets of our choice lots that we wanted, and they distilled all the oil out of it for us and sent us back a Marcellus Wallace-style briefcase. (laughs) We opened it up and it just gleamed. Are you fucking shitting me? I'm shitting you not. So we have a briefcase that lives one for each brewery, basically. That's just filled with little uh, eyedropper bottles, which are just pure concentrated distilled of our hand-selected hop lots. So it was. How are we in the same industry right now? That's crazy. Oh come on, man! This beer is so good. Because like, like, you don't need it. This beer is amazing. I'm trying to not shoot myself in the level. foot every He's week. He's talking about some theoretical Wallace's fifteen. Briefcase. Well, I'm not saying you should take our our business lessons. <laughs> Listen, we, yeah, I was going to say. By also, stretch. you don't want to go through what Marcellus Wallace had to do with that briefcase. Oh, that's a good so. No, <laughs> no one wants to have the gimp. <laughs> or anyway, uh, you lost your LA privileges. <laughs> Dan, seriously, and the one thing that we keep talking about here, sort of at least sort of the theme, and, and, and what I hope is the theme of this podcast is the community, and if it wasn't for building the community that we do, I feel like I wouldn't have known you and been able to develop the relationship I have with you, so thank you for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for doing this. You are wonderful. 
Um, so yeah, uh, I think we should probably wrap it up here because apparently people got some shit to do. Uh, we have a can release at four o'clock in Syracuse, and I have the beer in my car. Oh fuck! <laughs> anyway, so let's get Dan the fuck out of here. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Damn, this is another you. episode of the Liquid People thank podcast. You everybody. Fantastic. Uh, you can find this on anywhere you listen to your podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts apparently be, seems to be what the majority of you 35 people listen Apple to. Podcasts? That's what you guys yeah, dude, to? that's what everyone's listening on. I didn't think that would be it. Okay. But guys, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next time. Au revoir. Long live the queen. I think we got to modify that now, don't we? No. Nope. All right. Well, anyways. It's French, man. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>